Bienvenidos y welcome to the Biz Bruja podcast, where reclaiming our powerful intuition, our sacred medicina, embracing our magic and healing ancestral patterns, invoke powerful creations in our own well-being, our lives, familias, community, and our businesses. Remembering that our businesses are so important at this time. I'm the creatrix of this blogcast, the Biz Bruja herself, Vanessa Codornu, a modern-day bruja, fourth-generation psychic medium, clinical hypnotist, energy healer, and soul biz mentor and coach. An Argentine-American who started reading adults at 16, became a professional intuitive at 22, and now guides creatives, intuitives, healers, and entrepreneurs to break through fears, connect to the practical power of their intuition so they can serve the world powerfully. Bienvenidos, queridos, mi gente hermosa. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Tan feliz de conectarme con ustedes. So happy to be connecting with you all here. I had an amazing interview lined up, but I was like, I cannot share another interview with an amazing, talented, gifted being without talking about what's been going on. And if you know, you know, but I'll say it out loud and I'll say it clear. I think that the situation with the Dalai Lama freaked a lot of people out. Definitivamente triggered me and many other people. And it highlighted astrologically, at least for me, the gist of Saturn and Pisces. And so what I want to talk about today is being accountable, right, to spirit and not outsourcing our spiritual evolution. Now we can still have healers and teachers and guides, right? At the same time, you know that when you're with a good one, they're not a one addicting you to them by going, mira muchacha, let me read you tomorrow when you make the decision, call me and you can call me then you can call me. You don't want to be addicted to any of that. And you know that you're with a good guide and a good healer that you feel empowered, that you are being validated It's not about look at this amazing big, big, bad, you know, spiritual grand puba, sacerdotisa, curandera person or priest. It is about someone holding space for you to remember who you are and to move into the most aligned way for yourself, according to your well ancestors, according to your highest self, according to your desires, and according to the healing and the health and the life you're trying to create. So if you're dealing with a healer or a guide or a guru or some spiritual leader, that one in some way, shape or form addicts you to them. And we have to see, gauge that, right? Like, like if you do Reiki level one with me, I'm going to say, Hey, do you want to do Reiki level two? And that is not addiction. It's like the next level of your training. And then I'm like, Hey, I think you'd be a great teacher. Would you want to do level three? But anybody who's ever worked with me knows that even when they do a 30-minute reading, I'm like, all right, this could be for a couple of months now. And they're like, what? Why don't I do an hour? I'm like, trust me, half an hour, you'll be mulling over the information that your guides have for you for like meses, for months. And so, of course, our healers and our guides and our teachers, they have their own issues. They have their own fears of finances and all this other stuff. The thing is, 
that when you are a healer, when you are a leader, when you are a guide, you're also supposed to be doing your inner work. And personally, for me, I've been through so much. I mean, I built my business online 11 years ago, basically, you know, not living with anyone, no partner support, like no family around me saying, don't worry, girl, if you fail, come live with us. Even though my family in Miami was like, no te preocupes, but I was in New York City, not trying to leave. And the fear of what happens now that I got laid off third time in four years and it was departments closing, like all these dramatic things were happening and spirits like get into it. And when I had that accident after getting laid off the day before a huge surgery, having a breakup and I crawled out of that accident and spirits like you've got to go full time, Vanessa, you've got to do what you've got to do that. I kind of never looked back. And have I doubted my journey? Yes. But in that journey of growing my business and in that journey of being in New York City, which is an expensive city, I had to come to grips with actually trusting the universe and trusting so as to not come across desperate and not be desperate and hold the space of desperation and to be diverse in the way that I bring in the money, not in a regular job, but I work with teens, I do keynotes, I write, I teach classes, I do one-on-one, I do retreats. And that wasn't like a gradual thing that I did. It was like, I came online and boom, let's go. I did all the things. I know we're all different. We do things differently. But I've been online now 11 years and doing what I do for decades that I have dealt with eating pizza for a month. I have dealt with having to scrape by. And I've also dealt with making 20 or 30,000 in a month, right? Working a lot, teaching a lot. So I know what it is. And so when I come in to work with someone, I never feel that desperation. I don't feel that they got to sign right now. I got to get them in. And anybody who's ever talked to me, you know that. And so you want to be careful when you're dealing with a spiritual healer, with a reader, that they're not one trying to make you codependent make you lean on them too much that they are supporting you in your own evolution and three that you feel empowered when you walk away you have a baño or a practice or a suggestion or just a newfound respect for your own intuition because basically the reading or the support that you got validated what you already knew so I kind of jumped ahead because you know I don't do an outline and whatever wants to come out and be heard first is going to come out and be heard first But we open this up with the whole thing with the Dalai Lama. We open this all up with, you know, not outsourcing our spiritual evolution. And then I went into, well, what is a good healer? We'll get into that. So what is the era that we're in? We've already been already for, I don't know if it's a decade already or maybe less. We've already been in the Me Too times, the Me Too times. We've been times up times. And yet, abuse of all sorts still continues. So we're going to get louder. Things are going to blow up in the faces of people who are not in alignment, who think that this is still the old patriarchal system going on. And while it can look that way, remember that the reality that, we, that, is, that we're experiencing right now was created maybe six months, maybe years ago, et cetera. And so the more we accelerate in embracing that we are living a time of great transformation, and the more we embrace the fact that our word and our words and our actions and our memes and our classes and speaking out in our podcasts can make an impact, 
we're going to be seeing that coming up. And so I invite you into hope. I invite you into the belief that you matter, that our voices matter, that what we think that we, we believe and the new era that we're bringing in, la, la era nueva que estamos trayendo, es importante. And so what we see with the Dalai Lama, what we've seen with church, right? Catholic church, Christian church being exposed with sexual abuse. And, you know, anyone who's ever undergone this, I do want to give a trigger warning. We may talk about this. You already hear that I'm talking about it. So if it's something that it's still fresh for you, please, you know, turn off the podcast. I don't want to, um, you know, open up a wound for you. But as someone who has been touched, right, not in a church setting, someone who as a little girl, like people always trying to touch me, uh, people who came into my family that were not actual family. Because, you know, when you're an immigrant, you make people family. Like my family, be like, esta es una tía, este es un tío. Trying to squeeze my shoulders together, look down my shirt, all these different weird things that were just abusive. And thankfully, I talked to my mom and she did her best. Um, and then I learned to defend myself, but it took time. All of these hidden power plays, abuses, all of this mental, emotional, sexual abuse that hinge upon patriarchal culture. They exist because of patriarchal culture. They exist because of a racist culture. They exist because we are still living in a world where power over, power over people, power over money, power over things is still the top hierarchical spot that we honor right people could talk about things but then when you ask them who do you want to be they're like I want to be that billionaire girl yo and there's nothing wrong with wanting money and there's nothing wrong with wanting to be successful but if we want to change the world and make sure that there's enough for all of us if we want to make sure that there's enough health care and education and opportunity for everyone and that people are safe all of us are safe because we deserve that then when we talk about making the millions of the billions, let's also add that in if that is something that is of value to you. Because unknowingly, we're shepherded into this mindset and this patriarchal structure over and over again, even in the Latino spiritual business world, even in the BIPOC business world online, especially in healer world, there's still the energy of power over. And I have to give credit to my teacher, Starhawk. Um, she wrote a book in the 70s, you know, way before my time. <laughs> Not trying to age myself beyond. Um, and I had the honor of being in a class with her in the 90s in New York City. And she was teaching magical activism. And she was one of the first women. And I know that I think she was born into a Jewish family and became um, a pagan witch um, in California. And I think she was part of the reclaiming um, Coven, not sure, because it's been a minute. And so I remember her saying this like decades ago, that we're still in a struggle of power over when we need to begin to focus on power within. And so what we're seeing with a lot of these documentaries that are exposing, you know, the yoga gurus, the cults that we're seeing that are calling um, abuses in Hollywood and in everyday life to the light, to be seen, to be visible. We're seeing the power, Pluto and Capricorn already ended, and Pluto and Capricorn, so Pluto is the energy of the transformer. It is literally the energy that will drag you down into the underworld to face your shadow. Because it is a generational planet, which means it impacts a whole generation that was born in that time. It's not like a personal planet like the moon, right? Um, because it is a generational planet, it affects a whole generation in a certain way. 
So Pluto, the transformer, is inviting us as the collective to go into the underworld and face our shadows, face our shadows around power, right, Capricorn, around being a CEO, around business, around being in power. What does it mean to be powerful? What does it mean to lead? And I'm going to be completely transparent. I did not want to be a leader, like in traditional terms. But naturally, I've been guiding people since I was a little kid. I was leading people in games when I was growing up as a teen. I was naturally leading and bringing people together, different friends from different places. In my high school at Music and Art, LaGuardia High School of the Arts in New York City, shout out. Um, I was naturally bringing together people on the debate team at Marist College. I was naturally guiding and directing people in plays that I directed um, and people I, and I was a part of. And then I was guiding people in circles for free. I naturally have a sense, a desire to bring people together, but not as a controlling force where I'm telling you what to do, where I'm saying, let's get together. What do we want? How do we want it? And that's how I guide my community. And that's the type of community that I want. Now, the energy of Pluto, the transformer, has questioned everything during that era. That's the time that I built my business. So my personal shadow was like facing my fear of my own power, facing the fear of not wanting to be abusive in any way, right? And what I'd seen, I've seen coven leaders be abusive. I've seen spiritual leaders be abusive from afar and then reading about them. Um, but there was a real fear of being in a leadership position. But lo and behold, I was already in one. And so I share this with you because you may be that person. You may be that person that naturally you nurture, you gather people. You're like, I know, yo no soy jefa. No, yo no quiero ser líder. Yo no quiero. Well, mamita, papito, everyone, we may already be leaders, but we get to do it our way. We get to do it differently. We get to tap into our well and wise ancestors that knew how to be collective, who knew how to be interdependent who knew how to come from power within rather than power over. And so in that deep dive that I took in Pluto and Cap, by the way, it hit my eighth house, which is the house of death and rebirth and legacy. And what am I inheriting and what am I leaving behind? And during that time, unfortunately, again, my mom, my dad, my brother passed, where I became the oldest and future ancestor in North America. I have older relatives, single familia in Argentina, Tengo familia en España, tengo familia en otros lados. I have family in Argentina and Spain and other places. Um, but I became the eldest. And with elderhood comes responsibility. And wherever you may be on your family tree and your lineage, we're called into greater responsibility. At this time, we've had Saturn, the, plant, the disciplinarian, the one that's like, oh, you want your dreams, baby? You want your dreams to come true, mamita? This is what you got to do. You got to get up early. You got to work out. You got to do the breath work. You got to face your trauma. You got to heal. You got to journal. We got to learn to be and rest. Saturn's going to tell us and lead us into those spaces within ourselves that we've been keeping away, right? That we've been like, oh man, I don't want to be accountable. Oh, God, the meal, right? So Saturn's now in Pisces. And so the disciplinarian that says, hey, it's going to take work to get what you want is now in this fluid Piscean energy ruled, right, by Jupiter and Neptune. The, the great, beneficent, right, benevolent planet that brings blessings. Neptune, 
What you see may not be true, or it might, you decide, right? The energy of visions, and are they fantasy or are they true? Neptune is tricky in that way. It leads us to face our false beliefs. The dreams based on a part ego as children. I want to be powerful so people like me, these type of energies. To how do I do the work to share my mission with the world, whatever it may be. And so Saturn is now in Pisces. And this is, again, a collective planet. It's hitting all of us. How are we going to be held more accountable? And how are we going to hold others accountable? But it has to start with us, right? Because it's easy to pinpoint. It's easy to place fingers on someone. It's easy to go, I mira, mira lo que está haciendo, mira, mira. Well, let's turn the fingers inward. Are we showing up in our sessions with responsibility? Have we done our inner shadow work so we don't get triggered? And I can tell you, you know, during COVID 2020, 2022, I had sometimes 30 sessions a week. You know, as someone who has a great capacity to serve in hypnosis and group training and journeying and limpias and readings um, and writing and videos, it's not something that happened overnight. It happened through lifetimes. And in this lifetime, I've been reading people since I'm 16. It's over 30 years, mi gente. And so being patient with ourselves to grow the capacity is also Saturn and Pisces. But it's also holding our spiritual leaders accountable, right? We have to hold ourselves accountable and others accountable. Now, this doesn't mean that we're going to beat ourselves up because we're like, oh, I didn't do the, you know, 10 yoga positions that I have to do this morning. And oops, I didn't drink all the water I was supposed to. And I didn't do the prayer and I didn't go connect with Pachamama today. Like, that's also BS. Like, we can't like fudge, lay, beat ourselves up over this crap, right? We also just can tap into ourselves and be like, Mira, I didn't do it. What do I need to do today? What is the activity? What is the action? What is the energy that is needed for my greatest connection, my greatest evolution at the time? You might be surprised. It might be rest. You might be surprised. It might be like, go finish that article. It might be surprised. Go take a bath. It might be surprised. Mujer, you don't need that yoga right now. Go take a walk right now. Just look at the trees and go with the air and feel the feeling. So it's not the traditional I'm going to make a list of all the things that I have to do and I'm going to beat myself up if I don't do it. But it is you connecting with your higher self, your deepest knowing on the regular, on the daily to be like, is this decision in my highest good? I know I like that person, but are they good for me? (sighs) Okay, I'll eat that donut and then I'll go take a walk. Does that work, spirit? Spirit's like, yeah, take it easy. And so Saturn and Pisces is not about this like external list of what we think we should be in order to be spiritual, but it is rather the accountability that we have to our own selves and our own soul. So we're going through that. Pluto left Capricorn, shaking up leadership, shaking up what we thought about the church, Buddhism, uh, all the major religions, all of the institutions that have been in some way, shape, or form shaping our universe, our society, our culture, our community. And now it's an Aquarius. Aquarius is electricity. Aquarius is humanity. Aquarius is future thinking, the visionary. So now we've got Saturn going, hey, hold yourself accountable. We got to hold spiritual leaders accountable. This shit isn't working. Mira, atención, ojo, a prestar atención. What are you getting yourself into? 
why are you outsourcing your spiritual evolution, your spiritual growth to other people? You got to do your inner work. Now we got Pluto in Aquarius coming in like, woo! okay, we shook up the old institutions. We shook up the old leadership. What are we going to do now? Mm, we're going to shake up humanity and have them question their future and have them question their technology and have them question their vision for the future. What are we leaving behind for the children? Who are, what, what is our legacy that we're leaving behind? And so we have this, these big collective, collective impacting, like, you know, it's impacting the collective planets that are happening. These are archetypes, these are cycles. And that's why we're gonna see more things like the Dalai Lama doing what he did, and, you know, we can say things like, um, bueno, Taviejito, he's older, maybe he did something. But for me, someone who felt so comfortable doing what they did, let me know that that's not, that doesn't feel like the first time for me. And so know that this is going to happen, that we're going to see more and more, you know, quítate la mascara, right? I think there's a salsa song. And because uh, all I could hear is quítate la mascara in my head. And taking off our masks, taking off the masks of the people who have positioned themselves or that we've positioned or a system has positioned in a high hierarchical position where they're still, though they're talking about compassion and love for humanity, they're still living out the power over patterns. And so what happens when we can shift from power over to power within? We can make decisions that we can live with. We can invest our time into things and into experiences, into ways of being that will help us grow. Now, I can say this. I, at some point, joined a spiritual group, and I felt like I was coming to... I joined a couple. I joined a coven when I was 20-something. And then what I... Um, and a coven is like literally like brujas, right? A coven of brujas. And I came into the coven for training. But what I was seeing as a young bruja... And I was already a bruja, by the way, because my mom is a brujita, so I was already a little brujita. And we already did limpias and candle work and altares. But I was like, mm, let me go into a group or a coven in Queens, New York. And I joined, and they were a longstanding coven. So and anyway, at any rate, I didn't join. I was in the year and a day training. And what I noticed is that the high priestess was being abusive, that the high priestess was being sexist, that the high priestess was abusing and performing, was being very performative about power over. And here I am, only 22, but I hear my guides loud and clear. And I'm like, mm, este no es el lugar para mí. Esto, esto no funciona para mí. And I left. And then years later, I don't even know, 16 years later, I joined another group. And while I was joining that group, I felt so at home, so embraced, like, oh my God, I know these people from past lives. And I did. But the energies that we're tapping into right? The energies they were tapping into, they were energies that had their own agenda for me. And I started noticing my life changing in different ways that I was not on board with. And what was not seen on the dotted line of when we went through the initiations was that we were going to have to surrender our life as we knew it. And for some people, it was going to stay the way they wanted. But for me, they had lost their oracle and they had big plans for me. And so when things fell out of alignment, I wound up leaving, just speaking my truth. 
I'm still, you know, they're on Facebook with me, whatever. I like chat with them. I have no beef because it was not the people, but it was actually the energies, the invisible energies, the soulful, spiritual element, the soul agenda that was behind the creation of this group that was messing with my Akashic records and my life and my way of being. And so I left. And I remember, because I left within a month, um, that somebody put me down when I said, you know what, I trust myself above all else. I trust my inner self. I trust my higher self. I trust my guides above anyone, above my own family, above my mother, above any other psychic, above any other group, above any friend. Because there was a time I didn't. There was a time where I chose to go along with other people told me because I was like, well, I don't know everything. And well, it could be right. And who am I? Cause I'm young, right? What do I know? Turns out that I didn't know. It turns out that my higher self is speaking loud and clear. And so I learned the lesson before where I went through a path that was not really great for me because I listened to like everybody else and then learned. And it wasn't cute. But I learned. And so if you're somebody that this has happened to you, um, people have told you stay in the job or people have told you stay in the marriage or the relationship or yeah, join that group or do this. And you have succumbed to the advice of friends or family or a partner or a group or a spiritual group or a teacher or a leader or a guide. And it really wasn't for you and you kind of knew it. It's okay. Forgive yourself. Forgive them. They were giving you the advice to the highest um, they could but maybe it was also a test for you to trust yourself. In any case, forgive yourself, forgive them and learn. And so when I speak of not outsourcing your spiritual truth, it's because at the end of the day, it's not a mind thing. It is not a heart thing because sometimes our heart aches for something or someone. And guess what? It could be because as children, we dealt with an unavailable parent. And now we're like, oh, the heart wants what it wants. I love that man. I love that woman. I love that person. And it's just unhealed trauma. Think about that because a lot of people keep saying, listen to your heart. But our heart also stores the trauma, the pain, the rejection, the stories of I'm not enough or I'm too much. And so when I make decisions, I go real deep. I go so deep in a state of within myself where I feel connected to my body, to my breath, to the earth, to Pachamama. And I ask my guides, my angels, my well ancestors to support me. So I'm not ignoring my corazoncito because my corazoncito deserves all the love. And I'm also not letting unhealed trauma guide me into spaces that are going to kick my ass. I mean, then I could heal from it, right? So it all serves. But at the same time, when I make these decisions, I go deep within myself and I'm like, higher self, angels, guides, well, ancestors, is this for me? And the way we ask the questions are important because they could say it's for you because you're about to have a big old disappointment that's going to teach you something. Remember that, how we ask the questions. And so I just came on today because I wanted to talk about that briefly I wanted to talk about the system that we've all been born into, the one of power over. I wanted to talk about the new energy that we're all bringing in, power from within. 
And let me tell you, like fake power from within looks like trampling on other people, looks like thinking you know it all. It looks like, bueno, yo soy la gran espiritual. And you're like, but I'm tapping into my inner power. Well, you're still being shit. You know what I'm saying? So is it really your inner power? And so with Saturn in Pisces, you know, already in with Pluto in Aquarius, let's dive deep and ask ourselves, you know, what does it mean to trust ourselves? What does it mean to hold values and archetypes that are good for all, right? Because we tend to think, well, if it's good for me, it's not going to be good for all. But there's some, like integrity. Integrity is good for me and it's good for all. Um, trusting myself, it's going to be good for you because if you're working with me in any way and I trust myself, you're going to feel that there's no wobble there. You're going to work with me or hear me or listen and be like, you know what? I may not agree with her, but shit, shit her energy is grounded, right? When we do the inner work on ourselves, we walk around with less wobble on our energy, with less doubt on our energy. And no, we don't know it all. So I'm not talking about the know-it-all, not having doubt. It's about not having a doubt about your relationship to spirit. Not having a doubt about your communication with your intuition. And if you're hearing this and you're like, oh, I doubt that all the time, that's okay. Because it's a journey. The reason I don't doubt now is because, damn, I lived a couple of, you know, I was going to say I kept I lived a couple of centuries. I've lived thousands, right, of years, but a lot of us have. Um, you have as well, perhaps. And I'm saying I've lived some decades where I've been testing it. I've been reading people since I'm 16. So don't compare yourself to other people who've been doing the work for a long time and just make time for yourself. I invite you not to put people on pedestals. I invite you to look at everyone as a human. I can make a mistake. You can make a mistake. We can all make mistakes. And to allow yourself to flow into the spaces and places that your soul is calling to. And so before we close off, I want to recap and then go in. And the recap is, please don't outsource your spiritual evolution to anyone else. At the end of the day, you were born with everything that you need. And this life that we're in and the teachers that, are, that we connect with are reminding us, are helping us remember who we truly are, are helping us come home to ourselves. They themselves are not the home. It's within us, right? Two, whenever you feel strange about a teacher, a healer, a leader, a practice, a religion, a way of being, some rules that were given to you, question them up, down, and sideways. And then go and tap into yourself. And... Ask for the strength and the courage to go against, or not say go against, but to choose yourself over the fear of disappointing others, to choose yourself over disappointing your parents or your partner or society or your bruja group or, you know, tu grupo de brujitas who are thinking a particular way and you're like, I don't want to do that anymore. It's important for you to trust yourself and develop that courage. Because let me tell you, Yes, people will leave your life, but they'll also respect you. They will also respect you more when you respect yourself. So don't outsource it. Trust yourself. Put in the time. Do the meditation. Do the journaling. Dance. Breathe. Sing. Chant. Drum. Lo que sea. Whatever brings you into conexión, into alignment. Whatever calls you home to yourself, right? 
And I would say the final thing is to develop that practice for yourself. Listen, the only reason that I'm telling you all that I trust myself beyond is because I've, I've literally been in the process minutes before having a, a, a car accident that where the car, car flipped over three times and I didn't have a seatbelt. My guys were like, sit up straight so you don't break up back, your, bra, your back because I was laying down or take off that brace that's going to hurt your wrist. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what, what me están diciendo. And I did, I sat up. And so when we were able to pull away from the truck, we started spinning. I was in a position to hold myself in. That's the kind of trust. I wasn't like, look, I don't want to get up. I'm tired. What are you saying? I just like, okay, you told me to sit up straight so I don't break my back. I don't know what that means, but I'm doing it. When Spirit told me years ago in 2006, two months before my wedding to somebody I'd been involved with for seven years and I was a stepmom to three kids, I was lighting candles and I was like, ay, gracias, I'm finally going to have my own baby. And now we're going to be a beautiful, happy family. We're going to get married. And Spirit's like, mm, no, mamita, you got to break up with this person. And I'm like, are you for reals? Why don't you tell me this years ago so I could be with somebody else? You're using up my time, like my prime time breeding time, my time on earth in a human body to have a baby. And Spirit's like, mm-mm, you had to learn lessons and you had to clear this. And now you're done. Cancel the wedding. Get out. And I was like, Ay, Dios mío. of course, because I trust myself and my spirit guides. I was like, Mira, you got to show me some proof. You got to give me some clear ass proof here in blanco y negro, black and white, because I've got to see it for real. I'm, I, I don't want to just cancel a wedding because you're telling me to, though I trust you. Trust you, not trust you, trust you, but scared to do it. And they sent it to me the next day through an email that I saw on my laptop from the person he cheated on me with out in California on a work conference. I canceled the wedding. So these are the reasons why I trust myself and my guides because I've been in near death experience. I've been in near death, uh, marriage, heartbreak, heartbroken, life collapse kind of situations. And so if you haven't had that experience with your intuition yet, it's okay. It's okay. We are all at where we're at. We all have our unique story. So I'm going to invite you in before we close for today to go in. And so feeling your feet on the ground, feeling your booty in the seat. Don't do this if you're driving, mi gente. And allowing your eyes to gently close. And as you allow your eyes to gently close, and this is a quickie, taking a very deep breath in your belly, in tu panza, tu pancita, and call in your energy. Call in your energy and only your energy at this time, breathing in. Exhaling. And calling back our energy and only our energy and only the energy that is in alignment to return. Sometimes we let go of things. Taking a deep breath in, calling back that energy. Exhaling. And one more time, taking another deep breath in. And exhaling. At this time, calling in on our most beautiful, healed, well, and wise ancestors. And as my friend Zochilashe says, and those doing the work on the other side, calling in on my angels and guides, calling in los seres de luz, calling in my deepest, deepest knowing. And as we allow ourselves to go even deeper in our breath, allowing ourselves to be here, knowing that it is now safe for me to connect with my divine knowing, with my inner knowing, with my inner self. 
knowing that we are protected and held by Pachamama below, Mother Earth, by the air, the wind, the fire, las montañas, los tapus, that we are held, that we are loved, that we are our ancestors, greatest, greatest dreams made real. And as we allow ourselves to go deeper and deeper, asking your deepest knowing, how can I more clearly connect with my divine knowing? Con mi ser interno, con mi, con mi sabiduría interna, with my wisdom. Taking a deep breath in and allowing yourself to feel the sensations, feelings, words, and knowing. Taking that deep breath in. Exhaling. How can I more deeply connect with my inner knowing? How can I trust myself more? How can I trust my intuition more? Gently allowing yourself to take a deep breath in and to know that within minutes, hours, and days, and perhaps in your dreams or through memes or other information online, you will receive even more answers as how to connect with your intuition more and how to trust our inner knowing more. And gently giving thanks to Mother Earth, to our ancestors, to our guides, los seres de luz, to our deepest knowing, our beautiful soul. Gracias, gracias, gracias. And gently coming back and returning. Mm. Now that was real quick. I invite you to open up a document on your phone or get a journal real quick and to write down whatever came up to you. Even if it was like a sensation of peace, even if it was like, girl, you need to walk, you need to talk, or you need to do a pull out your tarot cards, whatever it is. And, um, I want to pull a card. It's coming to me. And I invite you to do this often, right? That's why people are like, oh my God, I get on a call with you and I do Akashic Records and I don't even have to ask you the question because the guides and angels are already saying it. I worked on myself to be clear. I worked on my brain, my mind to get out of that place. I worked on my fear of like being wrong, my fear of rejection, my fear of being crazy and weird. Uh, I know I'm weird, right? So I accepted it. I embraced it. But I had to work through all of that, you know, a lot, probably like teens and early 20s, you know, um, and it still kicks up everyone. I mean, it was kicking up, I think, like in the 40s, um, 30s, 40s. But now I'm in a place where I'm like, no, like I stand by what is coming through, even if it's not evident right now. And so to get to that place that in Saturn and Pisces, right? accountable for our spirituality and for the spirit invites you to tap in. So I have the Modern Spiritual Latina Oracle here and you know, Esoteric Essa, Jasmine, love her. Shout out to you, mama, for doing the work. And I'm gonna, I'm shuffling some cards here and asking what does everybody need to know right now? All right. Oh, I love it. Oh, hello, what we're talking about, Saturn, people. Saturno, hello, hello, hello. Okay, 
Can it be like more on point? Can it be more on point? So ancestral healing, debt paid, past life regression, law of karma, do over, rosemary. So remember what Saturn's teaching us. And that was a good reminder for me because Saturn is also ancestral healing. And so by us trusting ourselves, we are breaking the pattern, el patrón, of handing over our spiritual evolution, our spiritual health, our spiritual growth to others because we are taking it back in our own hands. And remember that colonization did a huge number on our people. They did it to our indigenous people, our African people, our Middle Eastern people. They did it to our European people because most of us are super crazy mixed because I know I am. And as we reclaim this, we're healing those lineages. They had to give up their intuition and go under the umbrella of a particular religion, a way of being, a way of seeing, a way of hearing. And we get to now, in our own inner world, choose who we want to be. And that's creating ancestral healing. And also, the process of this, of tapping into our intuition more regularly, is a healing for ourselves, ancestral healing for ourselves, not only for the collective, where we set ourselves free from things that happened before our time that no longer serve us in this moment of great planetary transformation. I love you all. Gracias por venir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Y what I wanted to say is, if you all listen to this podcast and you want an Akashic Record reading, because, you know, I, I talked about it, I realized, um, I will offer you the $97 special for the 30 minutes instead of $150. If you're looking for a past life regression ancestral healing session which i do through hypnosis reach out to me you know that i don't usually talk about my business um offerings or services during podcasts and i'm like why don't you do that because i'm employed by the universe and know that everything will come to me but you know the universe and espiritu will help to those who help themselves so yes my people if you are looking for a 30 minute reading at a discount 97 dollars, i'm offering that for now and um if you're looking for ancestral healing I can also do it in other ways as I'm also now um, an initiate new Stapako. Of course, that takes time. And I walk in the Indian path as well to do some healing that way. But I really love hypnosis because I get to combine the shamanism, the indigenous practices with hypnosis, with energy healing. Um, and yeah, I love it. And I'm sending y'all so much love. Acordándonos, Saturno in the house. I mean, it's always been in the house, but now it's like, shh, you know, we got to shape up in the spiritual realm and in the, uh, we hand our power over to realm. We're reclaiming our espíritu. We're reclaiming our practices. We're reclaiming our magia and our medicina. I love you all so much. Gracias. Adios.